This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink Drink About It. It. Welcome to Let's Drink About It. This is a show where we proceed from the premise that every life experience has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I am Chris Bowman. And I'm Benjamin R. Harrison. And we have our lovely and talented guest, Mr. Andrew Walsh, uh, formerly of The Andrew Walsh Show. That's right. Probably most famously of TBTL, Too Beautiful to Live. Probably most famously, but it's all relative. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What do you do? Uh, We're we're here at your work. We're at KCRW. This is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast in a real professional radio studio. It's pretty exciting for us. Is it? Is this a big deal? (laughs) Yeah. I'm mainly excited about the articulated arm that the uh, microphones are on. Because I'm used to having like a musician mic stand. Mm-hmm. You're over there in the corner. You can see it. <laughs> I hilariously had to bring all of my audio recording equipment today to to a radio station. Yeah, <laughs> that's what kind of a that's what kind of a host I am for you. Yes, come to our radio station. Bring all of your stuff across the country. If <laughs> uh, happy to do it, Andrew. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what what do you what do you do here? What am I doing? At, at what am I doing? Well, you, yeah, I'd like to remind you, are you, you even on this? You show? invited me. Can I <laughs> it might have been after you'd had one too many, but you definitely invited me. I have the emails to prove it. Yeah. So now I am a uh, my real job is I'm a producer for a public radio talk show here at, like you said, KCRW, which is a public radio station in uh, Los Angeles, Los California. Angeles. It's one of the most famous public radio stations in the U.S. I would say. I think so because it's, it's a like station. Like WNYC and KCRW and maybe KQED and um, and and I think WBGH. It, that's that's a big one. Yeah, that is a big. one. Let's just keep listening. Listening <laughs> to them all. Just different. Yeah, different strings <laughs> yeah. of letters starting with <laughs> WBEZ. W. Let's not forget about them. KOW. Yeah, yeah. the list goes on. There's a lot of them. There's KBCC. one in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Yeah. I believe oh, yeah, as well. Sure. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so what do I do? Uh, is that what we're still on? What do I yeah. do? <laughs> yeah. So I produce a talk radio show here. Um, and, uh, oh, is it famous? Yeah. KCRW is an interesting. I've worked at various public radio stations. And um, private. Yeah. And some commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, we call them commercial. Pro- I like yeah. the idea of working for a private radio yeah, we, station. We don't put out any <laughs> yes. broadcasts. Yes. Too secret. It's, it's great programming. So good. We couldn't share it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, KCRW is kind of. A strange radio station in a good way because it's both a mixture of of music and talk, and there are fewer of those these days. And the music selection is not uh, classical or jazz or folk necessarily. It's not the stuffy type of public radio music that you get when you're in, like, Connecticut or whatever. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about Connecticut or the public radio stations there, but, I mean, if you want to, I guess it's your, uh, your yeah. show. <laughs> there, I'll, 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 come on, I'll go on the record and say it. <laughs> Terrible public radio stations in most parts of the country. Uh, uh, but, yeah, no, this kind of uh, – and I'm not, maybe I sound a little braggy. I'm pretty new at this radio station, less than a year here still, so I am kind of enamored with it. It's kind of cool to work for a radio station that is kind of – is, like, groundbreaking. You, as you walk down the hall, you see there's all these photos of, like, yeah. these famous people and, and musicians who, like, actually – this station kind Flaming of helped lips and give Jack yes, Black and Dart yeah. to some of these uh, <laughs> some of these young musicians. So anyway, that's enough of me bragging about my employer. Yeah, uh, how are you doing, Chris? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, I just wanted to yeah. chime in and say yes, I know KCRW. I listen to it up here sometimes, and I also listen to uh, the Current from Minnesota. I think that's a public radio. Sh- uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, both very good stations. 
Uh, yeah. 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 I like it. And I am, and I know it sounds like I'm sucking up, but I'm not. I'm a huge fan of the CBC. Now, I can't tell you that I listen to it on the regular, but um, uh, several years ago, I took a visit up to um, some CBC stations or one CBC station mm-hmm. um, in Ottawa just to watch them do how they do. And I think they're so, I just love how the CBC does radio. Like they do, I think they do a good job of mixing talk and music at the same time, something yeah. that we don't do. Yeah, that's true. Year. That's true. I got a couple of CBC shows that I get the podcasts of. I like I like their stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you what shows? Um, I think my favorite one is Spark. Oh yeah, Spark technology show. Uh, I used to make a technology video show for Engadget, and the secret sauce for me was just stealing every idea I heard on Spark and <laughs> trying to go make a video of it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of people at the radio club I go to that uh, either worked on or work at Spark. Um, it's a good show. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how was uh, what? How when did you when did you start traveling, Ben? Just yesterday? Well, I guess it's not going to make be relevant by the time this comes out. But what you just get there today? Uh, no, I got to. I'm in LA, so I got here on Wednesday night. Oh. I think I think I leave on like Sunday or something. All right. Um, but yeah, just uh, just uh, just blown through town, super stressed out. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> Sounds about and, right. Andrew being on is a bit serendipitous. I'll, I'll talk about why I'm stressed out. I am running a Kickstarter right now, and most people know that, I think, from listening to the show, but I haven't talked too much about it. I want to make an appeal specifically to our audience, if you guys don't mind. Go ahead. Um, Andrew was actually with me the first time I went out to Seattle and uh, met Michael Lane, the subject of huh. my documentary, uh, a man who is trying to build a space elevator on the moon. Uh, who you is... know, the way you say that, it doesn't put a lot of confidence. you get, you got to not chuckle when you say space elevator to the moon. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, I think that even he can let a chuckle go <laughs> every so often when he's talking about it. It's it's kind of, it's one of those, you know, it's one of those Sisyphusian, Sisyphean mm-hmm. tasks. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing to be attempting to do. And, I think that uh he and his team really believe in it but it and I think I do too but it's uh it's still sounds crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, Andrew and uh his girlfriend Genevieve came out with us to the um weird video game dungeon slash uh <laughs> space elevator laboratory uh where they were testing uh testing strings. Um Boy, that was like early 2013, maybe? Yeah, maybe. It was a couple of years ago, um, or, or getting near there. That was a lot of fun, and it was crazy. I remember you and your partner at the time were kind of like, oh, yeah, we're going to um, go to this place, and they're kind of building it in their garage. And I thought that meant like kind of their metaphorical garage or no. something. You <laughs> Literal. Know. No, it's a car like garage. garage. Yeah. Garage is yeah. a yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, we're running this Kickstarter right now. Uh, we're taping this on a Friday, and it won't go up until... A Thursday, so I have no idea where the Kickstarter stands in the in the world that you people are listening in. But um, even if we have hit a hundred percent, I really need as many supporters as I can get. Because one of the things about uh, movies is you have to sort of demonstrate an audience if you want to get distribution ever. And uh, if a lot of people, even if you only back at fifteen dollars, which is the uh, which is the cost of entry for actually getting a download of the film. Uh, it really helps us uh, to uh, 
you know, prove to the world that people want to see this movie. And it also helps us do these cool special effects that we're trying to do, uh, which we probably couldn't actually convince a, a real uh, investor to part with money for. Do you mind if I ask you a question about this? I don't know how much on, on this do. podcast you want to talk about it, but in, I may be putting you on front street here a little bit. Honestly, I don't know if this is an uncomfortable question. I honestly don't. <laughs> I assume that you guys can edit on. this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, so I kicked in a couple of bucks for the Kickstarter yeah. thing. And, and so because and of I that, appreciate yeah, greatly. I, number one, I'm raising that because I wanted to hear you say it. You sent yeah. me a nice email, but I, I oh, needed to hear it. Hold, hold on a second. I, I, uh, to hear it. I did too, Ben. Hey, Bowman. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Please, know, please continue, Andrew. I know you guys Andrew. are very stingy normally, so <laughs> it really means a lot to me. Um, but after, so so then I became part of kind of a, um, I, I don't know, I guess I was just perusing your website or whatever, the Kickstarter site. Sure. And it looks like, and this is really intriguing to me. So like you already have the premise that you're making a documentary about these guys who are trying to build an elevator to the moon and they're doing it in their garage. Like there's right. a lot there that's interesting. Sure. But then it also sounds like there's actually a little bit of a kind of controversy that you're going to include in this film as well. Yes. So Michael is uh, the president of, of Liftport, the company that uh, is attempting to do this, and uh, they did a a Kickstarter a couple of years ago in 2012 that uh, raised. He was trying to get eight thousand dollars to do an experiment, and they wound up raising a hundred and ten thousand dollars. And he has greatly upset quite a few of his backers because. Uh, a lot of the like t-shirts and uh, swag that were supposed to go out as as rewards remain unsent um, and it's a yeah it's like it's definitely like an area of open inquiry for for me and for the film like we have a lot of interesting material about that um, you know and I think that he's probably the first person that will admit that a guy who is trying to build a space elevator is not necessarily the same ha, ha, does not necessarily have the same strengths as a guy who is really good at sending out hundreds and thousands of packages to people mm. and it's like an organizational task and it's mm-hmm. a and it's a public relations task that is Probably not something he really anticipated signing up for. Mm-hmm. But it also does speak to, and I know I know him. I met yeah. him that time, and he's a really sweet guy. But I mean, it also demonstrates attention to detail, right? <laughs> like we're talking about sending people into space <laughs> right. on a space elevator. You know what I mean? You yeah. want to make sure that the person is going to follow through with what um, with what they say they're going to do, and not like you yes. know that the elevator isn't going to stop halfway to the moon. <laughs> Our the main the two main characters of the film are very complicated people and they're best friends his partner david who you also met is the owner of the largest private collection of arcade games and pinball machines what? in the northwest what there's and another movie his he's currently building a, an amusement hall to house his huge collection he has like a massive massive building in monroe washington that is going to be able to put about 20% of his collection on display. What? The rest of it is in shipping containers that are strewn over this huge property that he lives on, like down a crazy dirt road deep in the boondocks. Um, Surrounded by cats. Surrounded by cats. (laughs) There's about 10 cats walking around. Um, Yeah, they're like, like you can't imagine two 
you couldn't I mean, you couldn't write these guys like and I know that's like a cliche but it's totally true like they're like the deeper I go into their into their lives the more fascinated I am and I think that that's I think that that's like the one thing that the movie has in spades is a pretty frank uh inquiry into into what makes them tick and you know I think that they are potentially visionaries mm-hmm. uh but you know it, it's like the kind of thing where if the rubber doesn't meet the road they aren't they aren't visionaries they were just spinning their wheels which is it's it's interesting to think about the ramifications of either one i think are you worried i realize i'm totally just hijacking your podcast and interviewing you but i find this <laughs> fascinating i'm really sorry chris no that's um, okay it is it uh, is fascinating well, anyways, kickstarter <laughs> uh, go to shootthemoon.io and you can follow the links to the kickstarter and you can get you can get the movie now, are you going to deliver on your rewards? Yes. That's the question. One, th- one thing that we did from the outset, especially in the context of Liftport's Kickstarter, was we partnered with a fulfillment company from from the get-go. So we have uh, a capable team standing by to basically take over the second the Kickstarter is over to send out rewards. And you know, some of this stuff we can't send out until it's done like, some of the rewards are we're, we're building miniatures of all of the all of the space elevator parts and we're going to shoot like a special effects sequence like old time Star Wars like with with models to show a trip from the earth to the moon. Awesome. And you can get those miniatures as rewards. They're a little bit pricier like I think like 3000 4000 bucks for for those but <laughs> holy mackerel like we have like we have a guy that does spaceship miniatures for the movies that's going to build these they're going to be they're going to be beautiful wow and, uh, that's exciting and uh yeah that's awesome so, yeah so you know if 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 you want like basically a work of art that is totally unique and a potentially like you know piece of movie history get one of those <laughs> perfect not to not to say we're making movie history or anything <laughs> not to say that you're not making movie history. <laughs> yeah right yeah, but uh, I would really appreciate uh, any help anybody out in the audience could give us. Uh, and that is all I will say about that. Challenge. Tell us about TBTL, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I had a question uh, for I you, think... Andrew. Like, That's a daily yeah. thing you do. I'll so... ask the question <laughs> here, Chris. <laughs> it's, it's a daily <laughs> podcast. That has got to be challenging. And you've been doing that for quite some time now. I mean, you've probably worked out the kinks, but, I mean, it's got to be challenging. Oh, no, the, the, the kinks... Have not been worked out. Oh, I that's, think that's nice what people. That's what people like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris, um, Chris and I basically try to figure out how to make a podcast every time we. Sit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I was telling you, I was listening to last week's podcast. It sounded great. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. you. Yeah, really, it was really entertaining. Um, I have nothing on this since uh, we're here in a real radio studio. <laughs> well, no, but you had. But the, the the key to last week was you had an entertaining guest. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of working against yeah, you. This, this one's time. grinding to a halt. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, the daily thing. Well, listen, I don't want to try to take a lot a lot of credit that I don't deserve for the thing. So the podcast that I work on now, I was not one of the original uh, people on it. It started as a nighttime radio show in Seattle, Washington, with a with a, um, a guy named Luke Burbank, and it was his main show. And his producer had a very strong on air presence. Her name was is Jen Andrews, and um, Sean Dettori was the guy who did the um, who Japan's did all the technical number one DJ. Ex- to Japan's number one mixer. That's oh, right. Japan's number, excuse me. And they uh, basically took this three hour time slot. Luke's a public radio guy like me um but left public radio to start the show on a commercial station or as you like a private, say, a private station, station. <laughs> uh, um, 
and uh, and they uh, immediately the three of them really kind of created a very um, a show that just really attracted a cult audience. And I was one of the the listeners. Yeah. I was working in public radio in in New Hampshire and uh, wanting to do something. Um, Wanting to bring a different sensibility to public radio and wanting wanting to bring more of a um, – whenever I say this, I hesitate because uh, you, when you think of commercial radio – when you think of public radio, you think of people who are maybe a little bit staid yeah. but and, re, and too reserved sometimes but very smart, intellectual, yeah. all of those people things. People that pop a quaalude before going on air. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, that's also in commercial radio. Read I think the New York the Times. 70s, but, um. Um, but then on the commercial side of things, what do you, what's the stereotype? Yeah, People like, like you know making cowbell, exactly and, yeah. toilet flush sound, yelling, <laughs> and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. But uh, guys I, honest, laughing in the background. Exactly. Is, I assume. Do you guys edit? I'm not hearing that right now. Are you editing that in later? The laugh track and stuff. The aougas. Uh, we, yeah, no, we, <laughs> we, we don't do that live. Uh, okay. You know, that's all you know, post. We would have to have a second computer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we hire we hire somebody to. Uh, yeah. This is costing us Fully artists. It's your fulfillment company. They yeah, handle exactly. that as well. Yeah. Um, so what am I getting at here? So anyway, I became a fan early on because I was a guy who wanted to bring a little bit more of a commercial sensibility to public radio. Not the, all those negative connotations, but this idea that- The idea it, that it could be entertaining it, to That it could to. be entertaining, that it could be um, not an interview all the time, but honestly just people giving their opinion, only it's a bunch of public radio people. You right. know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're on a public radio show, you're producing it, you're interviewing someone, you're like, tell me about your book. Yeah, okay, yeah. book, book, book. And then <laughs> as soon as the microphones go off, you say, thanks, that was a great interview. Oh yeah, when you said that one part, then all of a sudden the guests and the hosts always come I'm alive right. after the interview and yeah. I was like why can't we do that on the air and it's because yeah. there's a lot of concern about kind of putting too much out there as a host as a public radio host you have to stay back so yeah. what I'm getting at here is instead of bringing that to public radio I saw this public radio guy take that to commercial radio and he was kind of doing that with hmm. him and his smart friends on the commercial side and yeah I became a big fan early on uh, like well, it's got the uh, sort of uh, emotional maturity of public radio but mm. the but the fun to listen to miss of of a like a, a really good drive time team. Is a lot, yeah. And I mean, they definitely did a lot of goofy stuff and they created a, a very kind of cult following. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they would talk about ridiculous stuff. Tens they of they would start, yeah, the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd start by weighing themselves at the beginning of the show, tell, uh, letting <laughs> yeah. them know how much they weighed and stuff. And it was just like addictive. It was the type of show where you listen to it uh, on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, you wouldn't want to skip it on Wednesday. And that's what I loved about it. And then, anyway, uh, so uh, fast forward two years later, I ended up moving out to Seattle, becoming friends with the host. Uh, they, uh, they got fired right before I moved to Seattle and so they turned the t show into a podcast and um, and then the producer had to leave and then so I was kicking around and yeah. so I ended up just kind of being and now I'm just like the the sidekick on it and it is a daily show and Luke does a lot of work to make it happen every day and basically at the end of the day I, I show up and I'm the I'm the sidekick. It's fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's the best job in the world is to be a totally. sidekick. You know. Yeah. yeah. You you heard my old radio show where I had to be the host, and it was awful. Yeah. Andrew <laughs> used to have a show on on uh, on the air in Seattle called the Andrew Walsh Show. I did not want to name it that, by the way. He he was, I like. I feel like if you took ten people and said you can have a show, it's just your name, you know, you know show, <laughs> the Chris Bowman show, the Benjamin mm -hmm. Harrison mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. You, you, like, 
you couldn't have been more miserable having the Andrew I Wall hated Show. It. Be I hated it being called the Andrew Wall Show. It was, it was in this commercial station. There's a giant TV behind me. There were three cameras on yeah. me, so they had this like web they're, presence they're where you could web, go and webcasting it, watch the show, and like the, the viewers could like choose which camera angle they wanted. <laughs> and behind me in every shot was this giant TV screen that said Andrew Wall oh, in no. this font that would spin around and tumble on itself, <laughs> and I could not have felt like a bigger D bag. <laughs> so crazy. Um, I liked your show quite a bit. Uh, I uh, had the privilege of going on it a couple of times. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was like um, this. The station had kind of a conservative slant some of the time, right? Not yeah, all the there time. were there were very like you just had basically had these three or four hour blocks, and it just depended on the um, the host's perspective on the world. And yeah. like the guys before me were, I don't know, kind of like I guess big D Democrats, but real kind of blue collar. Kind of, I, you yeah. would just call them centrist. The guy before them was just like uh, just anybody who doesn't agree with his conservative policies is an idiot, kind of a yeah. real name calling, just like the worst of conservative radio <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah. you know, and then there was various things in between as well. I was pretty I was pretty far right myself. Yeah, like sure. I just yeah, I just think that, you know, it's a child, not a choice. Right. So. And uh, you know, love it or leave it and yeah. you know. did you guys get into politics on this show? Is this okay? Is this good? It's Wanna new territory, but let's go more? there. Let's go there. Yeah. Uh I think I Cracked a joke about Stephen Harper one time, and Chris got very uncomfortable. Oh no! no don't I don't really know what politics. Stephen Harper even Not is. Not our beloved leader. Don't you dare. So Ben, what's uh, what's uh, been going on this week? Well, I'm out here in L.A. planning my wedding. So how about you, Chris? What's up with you? Um, well, as you know, I live in an old house and, uh, with old houses come, uh, old problems and, uh, I, I, mice, I've, the age old problem of mice. I've discovered mice. <laughs> How about you, Andrew? What's Just this, this week, week, generally speaking, what's going on this week? Wait, you're passing me a note. No, I'm just going to tear just, down the I'm fourth wall here. I'm just showing you what, what you said to us. <laughs> See, I didn't know. So this was, I thought you just wanted something from my lifetime. It's Okay. Okay. So my my life experience. Right, what's, hap- what's happening with you, Andrew? What's? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't like my little edit reset. <laughs> how about your? How about you, Andrew? What's your thing? I spanked someone I shouldn't have. Wow, I can't. Well, I cannot wait to nasty. get into that because <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel. I feel like. I feel like you and I have a very similar disposition in a lot of ways, and that like the second you said that. Yeah, boy, I, I felt all of the shame of as, as as though I had done it myself. I mean, it really raises the question: Who am I supposed to spank? <laughs> it does. It does indeed. Andrew, in honor of the butt that you brought. In contact with your hand, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the sweet patootie is your drink. You are making a mistake, but it wasn't my hand. Oh my so you know. goodness! It was a shoe. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's an intense. That's another level. That's a thumping. Thing. That's a thumping right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so the sweet patootie is an ounce of gin, half an ounce of Cointreau, half an ounce of orange juice, and a dash of aromatic bitters. So I will be shaking those well and straining them into a cocktail glass. That sounds great. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna be good. Yeah. 
uh, Ben, for you, it's the Stinson, uh, Stinson Beach Cooler. Um, it's an ounce and a half uh, of gin, three ounces of orange juice, and ginger ale. So you're going to pour the gin and orange juice into a chilled highball glass with ice, uh, top off the glass with uh, cold ginger ale, and stir gently. This totally happened by serendipity, but both of our drinks are just gin and orange juice, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Because I'm traveling. I didn't want to go spend $300 at the liquor store. <laughs> this is great. I mean, is this kind of, you're in L, you just want to go down to Long Beach and sip on our gin and juice? Is that <laughs> exactly. This is pretty much it. Um, Chris, for you, uh, I picked the Victory Number no. 9. So this is an uh, ounce and a half of Mezcal, uh, an ounce of Aperol, three-quarter ounces of lime juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, five oh. drops of Peychaud's bitters, and one and a half ounces of a medium-bodied Mexican beer. So you're going to combine all the ingredients in an ice-filled rocks glass and stir to combine, garnish with a lime twist. Mm-mm. I'm excited. Let's make- You know what? I'm, I'm going to retract that. Don't garnish with a lime twist. Garnish with a lime wedge. Give me a fucking break. Okay. All right. It's in a rocks glass. Why would you do a twist? A little, it's little, little dainty. A little dainty for. I read, I read this recipe and I didn't think critically about it, but now, now that I'm reading it again, I, I don't want any twists in there. I think it should be a, a wedge. And it's I, the most emotional I've ever seen you get. <laughs> I'm, I'm a passionate man. Oh, go drive um, Go driving in LA traffic with him. That's pretty emotionally intense. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. To your health. Ostrovia. Oh, wow. That's a pretty looking drink, they, uh, mm. Mr. Bowman. I forgot the lime wedges. Scott, do us a favor, won't you? Mm. Yeah, it's just a nice drink. I uh, I was reading some stuff about uh, coolers and how... So, like, the, the, the Moscow Mule is technically a cooler... Mm-hmm. Anytime you do like a citrus and a ginger ale or ginger beer and then a, a booze, that's a cooler that, in in like classic cocktail terms. So this is basically a Moscow mule where you swap out the lime for orange juice and you swap out the vodka for gin. And uh, I like it. It's it's uh, it's very refreshing. I feel like I could I could see my uh, my wedding actually serving this because. One of the major concerns we have is that we have to go through a liquor provider that is approved by the Los Angeles Parks Department. Really? <laughs> we are very concerned that they will not be up to the task of making cocktails that I approve of. A liquor provider meaning like uh, uh, the people who will be tending bar? Yes. I they, see. There are two companies apparently that are licensed by the Parks Department to do this. And um, one is Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> They're both just like no name, like, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't want guys standing there pouring Sprite into vodka and being right. like, who's it, Tom Collins? <laughs> <You know? laughs> that would be so embarrassing for you, Ben. So embarrassing. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a noted cocktail. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can't have people showing up at my wedding and getting uh, getting garbage cocktails. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is uh, there's nothing super special about this. I wouldn't like run out and make one, but it's also sophisticated enough that I'm like enjoying it. Well, this is and nice for an. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, please, please go ahead. I was Whoa, gonna say it looks. You guys like are it... about the nice, nicest guy in the world. <laughs> <to death. laughs> 
<laughs> you guys in the in the email chain setting this up, Andrew was trying to balance meeting with us with another meeting he had, and Chris was trying to set it up with with Scott Anderson, who has generously opened his home to to help us record this, and I I kind of backed away from the computer at one point, and I was like. <laughs> It's impossible for two guys to be more apologetic to each other right now than Andrew and Chris Harvey. I that was. Did you realize that, Chris? Like honestly, that didn't even. That just felt no, like a normal kind no, of back me and forth. Me too. Me too. And Ben Ben pointed it out, and I thought, oh, I guess I, I guess we're just being hyper polite. I don't know. Are you sure you're not Canadian, Andrew? Are you Canadian? Well, I mean, I'm um, I'm American, but not narrow. I think that's the. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say American. Ooh, God, I just insulted you. Ooh. I'm sorry. I know you're American too, Chris. I'm sorry. Um, well, they do say Americans in Canada, though, right? When they're talking about people from the United States. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you say? I mean, you can't. Are you in the United States, Ian? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is? What is? What am I supposed to say? I might... I'm like, you know, like a Californian, maybe. Maybe that's how it was supposed to be initially, like a New Yorker. And, right, uh, right. Oh, well, I think we we get we get that a lot. Like we definitely Canadians definitely hear like, "Oh, you're from Canada," and then like it just kind of all blends in to mm. the place north of America, right? Right. I uh, something hit me today for the first time that our show has the word about which Canadians get made fun of maybe the second most after a a boat, which is about. Oh right, yeah, and I'd never even considered it, yeah, as being, I don't know. Well, I, I think I, I, people, I don't know if there's anything there, but it, well, yeah, like people say, we we're accused of saying a boot, but it's not a, a boot. It's not a boot. It's it's a boat. Like it, you'll, yeah. if, like Northern Ontario, You're really pronouncing the U. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, I had a friend from Vancouver, and she. Um, She's very sensitive about this stuff, just generally speaking. Mm -hmm. And like, and so, you know, I, so, you know, Canada jokes or Canadian jokes, um, you know, you try to just adjust when you realize like, oh yeah, like this, it's actually kind of not just somewhat insulting to her, but they're just <laughs> dumb at this yeah. point. Like, it's just like, you know, like. Like, what are we getting out exactly of the about jokes? Bacon jokes. But that's, <laughs> and I think that's what's funny about you know, them. Like, they're, they're dumb. You know what I mean? It's like, don't, yeah, don't be right. offended because they're stupid, you know? Right, right. Uh, but I just expect more out of the joke teller. <laughs> sure. That's, like, let's that's just fair. move on at this yeah. point. That's you know? fair. Yeah. It's hack. It's working hack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andrew, how are, you, how are you liking the drink that I made for you? I really like it. Uh, what, you? It's called the, the Fruity Patootie. The Sweet Patootie. The Sweet Patootie. Tell us about. Hitting somebody, yeah, oh, uh, yeah please hitting, do hitting in a in a spanky way, mm. and then realizing that that was not a not a cool thing to do. I've done that before. Have you really? Yeah, I have a couple of uh, wait. You have a couple of couple, couple of uh, you know moments in my memory where I go like that was probably a little bit over the line. Mm. That was not not the right person to uh, you know. I don't want to get into any specifics, mm -hmm. but you should. Right. You're the one that offered. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was funny. You sent me that email like moments before. I go to bed pretty early because I, I, I get to work pretty early. And yeah. you sent me that. You said uh, that you're on like hour 13 at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Day. I'm uh, so sorry. No, not at all. This is tons of fun. I mean, I'm drinking at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you sent me that email like right as I was like laying down last night. You're just like, give me, you know, give me something that's happened in your life. I'm just like spank someone, and then I, I hit send on it. And I was like, <laughs> oh no, damn it! Like you couldn't have taken thirty more seconds just to think, like examine your life. Right. <laughs> Is this the defining moment of my life? And honestly, it might be. Um, and actually, what you just said about me, like I'm not a very kind of. Um, Definitely not a confrontational person. I'm a very um, kind of uh, uh, squ- squirmy person, for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> and so that's why I, I guess if this story is funny or interesting at all, it's because of that. Um, so I w- I've been with my girlfriend for uh, 13, going on 14 years now. But this was probably in our first, if not our first year of being together, certainly early on. Sure. First, um, year and a half or so and um she was living in boston at the time and i would i was living in new hampshire and i would go down of course and spend uh the, the weekends down in boston and uh one uh one one day i was getting out of the shower and uh and she had she had roommates too and i'm a very very shy person so i would you know i would i would take a shower in, in their bathroom but then i would you know get mostly dressed in the the bedroom like sure. i'm so shy like i wouldn't i mean i think yeah. most guys you don't want to be that guy walking in his underpants back right. to the right which is weird cuz my girlfriend thought it was weird that i didn't she's like it's just you know it's just my roommate like it doesn't matter just like you can yeah. you can I'm, wear I'm right your boxer you. shorts like it's not that big of a deal wear your boxer shorts and a t-shirt but i was like no 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 i'm just yeah. very modest <laughs> I, uh, um, I got up in the middle of the night last night to get myself a glass of water, and uh, I was in the kitchen with the lights off, filling filling up my water glass at the sink, and uh, my fiance's mother uh, heard heard me, somebody stirring in the kitchen and came out and was like, "Somebody up!" And I was like, Ugh. Were you, <laughs> "So you were in your uh, what, yeah, what was just, it? just in my uh, just in my briefs and your shorts and your briefs <laughs> literally nothing else <laughs> a, really I was uh, I was exquisitely embarrassed. <laughs> oh my god, that is already better than my story. Uh, this is great. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, I, see, I wouldn't have done that. Un- see, that's the difference. Unclear I wouldn't... if it was light enough for her to see what was really happening. But, uh, yeah. But you knew. See, that, I mean, the, I, I would not have done that. I mean, that's how conservative I am. Like, if I knew there was somebody other than Genevieve in the house at any moment, even yeah. like to this day, I would not risk that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought so I had I, it made. I was mm-hmm. deeply mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you learned your lesson. Did. Yeah. Absolutely did. <laughs> um, on this particular day, I was uh, I was so I was kind of uh, you know I put on my pants and 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 probably just a t shirt didn't have and I think I was carrying my shoes and socks or whatever and I just like walked back to our bedroom <laughs> and uh, and Genevieve my girlfriend is uh, just like blow drying her hair in the mirror and these are like Converse so you can just kind of picture if they're just like you know Converse it's just a big flat shoe it's like a sure. paddle yeah it's like asking for like yeah exactly and so um, so as I kind of walk by I kind you know, spank her. Like, whatever, we're give dating. A little, it's give not a little whack in the butt. It's not that weird. I mean, that's what people do <laughs> when they're in mature relationships. And um, yeah. and she didn't respond at all, which I thought was a little bit odd. And then I sit down in the bed and I start putting my socks and then I'm like, she didn't respond at all. So I, I, do, I get up and I, I either do it again or I'm about to do it again. And then I, I look in the mirror <laughs> And um, I realize it's her sister who's visiting from Georgia. I mean, I specifically left something out of the story. Her mom and sister were visiting at the time. Her brother also lived in Boston. And they were all in the living room, like, kind of talking and stuff. And even though Genevieve and her sister don't necessarily look a lot alike. I want to ring the cowbell. (laughs) Um. 
and here's the here's the uh, here's the real problematic thing. And I I I'm not even joking. I hesitate. I told myself I wasn't going to tell this part of the story, but whenever I get to this part of the story, I can't ever resist it. So, <laughs> it's, this is actually it's not. I mean, I don't even know if you think it's funny. And people who don't know me will probably not think this is funny because it's really. Really awful. So, Genevieve's. <laughs> I then got the paddle. No. Um, so I look up and I realize it's Genevieve's sister, and it's actually Genevieve who is in the room with her mother and brother, and it's Genevieve's sister who's borrowing her room. And you know, hair. You know, head down, blow drying hair. I didn't notice that it's Genevieve's sister. But the thing about Genevieve's sister is she is like if you think that i'm shy and conservative and awkward like she is oh no a hundred times oh more. So no she's, she's like oh, she no. is standing there mortified for not responding more. so, yeah, so she, yeah think about it yeah. i explained her once and i was like oh that's funny that genevieve didn't even look at me didn't respond at all so then i look in the mirror and she's kind of making this really like awkward smile like she oh. doesn't yeah. know like she how, doesn't know what to do yeah. At Yikes. all. How can we possibly and move this is forward what's from this yeah. point without throwing ourselves in front of a moving vehicle? Oh Here's the God. awful part. I honestly do not know how I can tell this without... I, like, your listeners don't know me at all. I swear to God, I'm not a bad person. I, I can... I, but this is exactly... You want to talk about blame the victim. I got really startled and I shouted, don't you ever do that again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm yeah. not joking. Oh, I don't know what no. came over me. It's like one of those moments when, when somebody scares you, comes up behind you and says, boo, and like I'm a very nonviolent guy, but you just have this guy kind of yeah. you know, just a reaction. And it becomes like fear becomes anger somehow. And the fact that she, maybe it was the fact that she was smiling. I don't know what it was. I, we've never discussed it since. <laughs> Obviously, wow, so uh, we did spend the show, rest so of the day together. Out, though <laughs> the whole family spent the rest of the day together, like yeah. walking through Boston in the rain, and she and I are both just like try. Nobody's saying anything. Oh, oh my no. sister! St- oh no, I, that's right. When it comes out what happened, my sister just starts laughing in front of all of us, and she says to her mom, "Now you know what we do," which oh, is a very gentle thing. But yeah, and then me and her sister have just never talked about it. We both were just mortified that day. Both of us just trying to like be the last person in the flock of people walking through <laughs> Boston and like not making eye contact, like eyes on the ground. Me like basically like totally blaming the victim and screaming at her for being spanked by me. Right. Oh my. God. Oh my goodness. Well, this has brought up a lot of them, a lot of feelings. <laughs> I'm hoping that the drink is yeah, helping you work this. through that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah that was. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure that the uh, sweet patootie is a Savoy cocktail book classic. It's kind of <laughs> small. It's like you know, an ounce of gin, an ounce of Cointreau and orange juice is. It's it's two two thirds the size of a normal drink, I think. But. Uh, it is, isn't it? Like, like, uh, like. There's just a little. I feel like I taste just like a little bit of like dirty, dirty infidelity. Yeah. Just a <laughs> taste of that a little sure. bit. Sure. And that I think that it's that's, almost an aftertaste kind of. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm also uh, <laughs> going to have to apologize to our listeners. Uh, these are probably the worst pictures of the drinks that I've ever taken. We took them in the KCRW uh, coffee and. Uh, microwave room <laughs> I, I hesitate coffee. to yeah. call it a kitchen yeah because it's 
mostly a photocopy machine mm-hmm. and <laughs> the host of uh, All Things Considered standing around yes. eating a bunch of pasta. Yes. yes. Well, I just uh, yeah. I forgot to take photos last week, so I had to get Scott to like fill up a glass of scotch and water a, a second time and then take photos of that. And this time I forgot again, except... I remembered while we came back to taping, so I've now got a photo of you know you guys in the background while I'm, you know. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, anyway. uh, how are you liking that drink? That's a uh, uh, that's uh, from uh, Rick Bayless's website. I'll tell you Tara what Grill. it is. It is um, delicious, and you know mezcal is something. Uh, this is a particularly smoky mezcal, so it really yeah. kind of. Um, it it really is overbearing, I think, but you give it a couple of minutes and it kind of kind of mellows out a little. So it's um, nice. Yeah, it's it's actually really nice. Um, is it giving you the strength you're going to need to go to war with those mees? I tell you what, it, it's funny. We're downstairs talking about um, the name of the drink, and and I thought, yeah, it's you know, in the back of my mind, it was because I'm going to be killing so many mice. Like victory will be mine, but <laughs> victory is the name of the mouse trap. I, and Scott pointed that out, but so now I get it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, I just noticed. I was on the. It was there Raiders. are so many cocktails with victory in the name, by the way. <laughs> is well, this is number nine, right? Uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't know if it's like the ninth, uh, and that's actually been keep kept track of, or if there's some other reason for the name of it. But mm. um, well, look, yeah. mice. We used to have mice in my old apartment, and uh, oh man, I hated it so much. Like mice, they they bother me enough to want to take care of the problem, but uh, you know, it's I don't. I don't like jump up on a chair like they used to in Tom and Jerry cartoons, you know. Um, no. I I was reading. I don't either. I just I I hate it because it is a problem that I have to deal with, and it's a really upsetting problem to deal with because you wind up you're you're killing mammals. Which yeah, is, I know, I know. It it it's more upsetting than killing a bug. I think it definitely definitely is. I mean. You know, and it's sometimes the reactions that, that they're left, like they're frozen in under the trap where, you know, like half. Yeah, the you gra- can see yourself in that reaction. Yeah. I mean, they're just broken in two, literally broken in two. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's messy. But, yeah, I mean, I was sitting reading the other day and, and um, you know, as soon as the vibrations stop, when, when people aren't walking around on that wooden floor, they come right. out. Like one will come out and just kind of like super gutsy for a little little creature middle of the kitchen floor you know just middle of the kitchen floor just sniffing around for crumbs you know and i'm watching it just to see and like i can i'm trying to see how much movement i can make before it darts and um yeah it isn't much it totally gets spooked They're incredibly quick unbelievable yeah like a blink of an eye like i mean sometimes i think i notice something out the corner of my eye and then i don't see anything i look again and there it is Anyway, I don't know if it's an inf- I don't think it's an infestation, but you never know, right? I mean, it's not like they're falling from the ceiling or anything like that. I just see one once in a no. while. I'll it tell you. Like they were when I visited you, it seemed like they were doing some construction on your street, and sometimes that like drives them Yeah, drives it, them into new places. And not to mention it's I mean, I think that house has had them cuz I've been there for a few years, so it's been on and off and definitely once the weather starts to cool down, you know, you are more aware that they're around, but um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to sit in my living room with one of these in my hand, and I'm going to listen for that smack sound, you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. and get ready to reset those traps. Sure. Uh, have you thought about, and I don't know if this is better or worse, I'm just curious, have you thought about using uh, those sticky traps, the uh, glue traps? Yeah, well, I see, I used to work in restaurants when I was like a teenager, and I've seen the glue board traps, and they don't seem very... 
nice at Seems all. Seems awful. They end up yeah. chewing their legs off, and, and you know, I don't want to do that either, oh. you know? Oh, man. There was a guy I worked with that used to fold the glue board in half and take a meat tenderizer and finish the <gasps> job. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. I'm not up for that. Not at all. Well, no. Yeah. Well, this has been the Internet Avatar <laughs> with Chris Bowman. Oh, uh, yeah. I like to rename our show every week. Yeah. It's my, yeah. New little, uh, my, my new go-to joke. We got Vomit um, Corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, uh, but tell me, I mean, what, what planning is, um, I mean, is, first of all, is there a date set now or are you, s- we have a date. I probably won't give it out over the air. No, don't. But I mean, so you've got but, a date, uh, but you're, so what kind of planning is left? Is it venues chosen? We, uh, well today we pulled the trigger on a venue and we pulled the trigger on a catering, uh, situation. Awesome. Which, Congratulations. Uh, I think is big, you know, it's like. It's a lot. Uh, you can probably hear my fiance Rachel laughing in the background. Is that Rachel? Hey, yeah. Rachel. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I feel like uh, sometimes Rachel has a lot of energy to devote to the topic of our impending nuptials, and I find my fuse is a lot shorter than hers. So yeah. Uh, and I, and it's been very tough timing for me as well because the Kickstarter is uh, is you know in progress and you know I mean still look, not at a hundred percent as of this taping so I'm just a ball of nerves and and you know me if if it's not one thing it's another thing that I will find to absolutely be exquisitely yep. stressed out about so. absolutely I mean um, I, I mean Rachel must love hearing that your Kickstarter is totally distracting your attention from your nuptials. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's a lot of, yeah. I, uh, I I was pretty resistant to even coming to Los Angeles to begin with just because I feel like any anything I do will exacerbate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's I think I'm actually winding up feeling kind of relieved about it because it, uh, you know, we had a great, we we went to a restaurant and had a meal today that was basically the food that we will be serving our guests and i was really happy with that and then they didn't charge us for that food and i was like <laughs> really really happy with that uh, <laughs> um, you know they're going to charge us a shit ton of money when we actually have to sell it right, to, it's like cool you're, you're cool i just saved uh, 50 dollars on a plate but it's going to cost yeah. you in the long run yeah Right. They'll just is there wrap a that scam in. in there somewhere? Like, can yeah, I just is. pretend like I'm getting married like for yeah. lunch every day? Well, it's day? like going to Chevy's and telling them it's your birthday so they give you a free sombrero. <laughs> yeah, you just tell you, you and Genevieve. You you guys, you, you're a great couple for it because it's like, it's plausible. We're in the, basically the right age range. Right. Yeah. So you just, you, you go around and you say, hey, like some of them will charge you. Like mm-hmm. another place that we considered wanted to charge us a hundred bucks for the tasting and then it would come back out of the final bill. Uh-huh. Uh, and we were like, uh, blow it out your ass, you fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, um, you can do it. Yeah. Go go get some free food. I encourage all of you. Cool. The fact that they were charging a hundred bucks that they were going to take, take back later actually – to me makes it seem like people are trying to pull a scam. It must this be, is a yeah. way of I imagine. bit of insurance. Um, yeah. What a horrible date. Well, I think yeah. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to see if uh, I can get a girl to agree to uh pretend to marry me pretend. and then go for yeah. free meals. 
This is like the best uh, romantic romantic comedy premise yeah. I've heard yeah. in a long time. Oh my god, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. You guys go through all of the motions <laughs> of planning your wedding and then realize you're really in love. And then it's like, wait a minute, why don't we? You know what? They, bear with me. This might be crazy, but why don't we just get married? Huh? It'll be yeah. amazing. Let's get married. Yeah, it's gonna be I awesome. I can see how it ends. It's gonna be great. Something's got to work. Yeah. God damn it. Um, <laughs> um, so do you want to get to hey, Chris, the... Chris, how are you? <laughs> uh, better with each sip. Hey, Ben. What? We've got what? a listener what? request this week. Wait, do we? We do. Uh, we usually do. Yeah, we most weeks. Some, yeah, most weeks we do. Uh, this Unle- one, unless I have some some jag I want to go off on about <laughs> fucking simple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> or juniper do. berries. <laughs> um, so this came through uh, our Tumblr account, and it's uh, D Henderson sixty four, which I can only assume is a robot of some kind. Um, it says uh, going with friends to Winoka, Oklahoma, to Little Sahara to ride dirt bikes. What would be a good <laughs> af- What would be a good after ride drink? Easy is good. Oh, wow. Easy is good. We'll be in the middle of nowhere, and I'll probably not have a muddler on me. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, I just went or, with or a dildo, you know. <laughs> right. Either will or work. A harmonica. Either will work <laughs> or a harmonica. Uh, <laughs> so, um, D Henderson dash sixty four bleep bloop. Uh, I'm giving you the desert glow. <laughs> uh, it's one ounce of tequila, four ounces of orange juice. An ounce of peach schnapps, um, or schnapps, depending on where you're from. Uh, uh, so you're going to fill an old-fashioned glass with ice, uh, or an oil can, I guess, if you're dirt biking. Um, <laughs> uh, pour tequila, orange juice, and peach schnapps into the glass. Stir well and garnish with an orange slice. So wow. that sounds kind of sweet to me, but sounds uh, yeah. I mean, sounds it's, like maybe maybe I mean, just the right thing after dirt bike. But it's one of those things. It's like the answer is a can of beer. But you know, if you're asking me for a, <laughs> right. a cocktail, you know, don't be so condescending, Bowman. I mean, come on. Well, it's, I, I, I don't mean to be condescending. I'm saying it's the same thing. It's like every week, every week, you know, the answer to all of these situations is alcohol, right? But we're just, <laughs> we're, you know, <laughs> um, but we're having fun. So uh, yeah, in the spirit of fun, fun in we? the spirit of fun. Um, so we had two, uh, two people um, write in also uh, with our high school uh Terrible, oh, yeah. terrible mixers. Um, the most heinous things you mixed with alcohol yes. while attempting to make drinking less unpleasant in high school. Yeah, and friend of the show, Tyson Elder, at Tyson Elder. Which is, which is funny, right? Because, like, I mean, a, a good cocktail is really nice to drink, and I feel like even somebody in high school would enjoy a good cocktail. <laughs> yeah. But you're so new to it, you're just like, ah, like, I wonder if, you know... Oh, melted you popsicle know. and gin will work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which that is something. Which, which is something. Yeah. Which is something. I know. I know somebody that did that. So, um, <laughs> but at, at Tyson Elder um, writes in to say that gin and grape Kool Aid uh, <laughs> and rum and Gatorade. Um, but he also oh, the, the brilliant thing that he did. He started the hashtag High School Cocktails. Hashtag High School Cocktails. So let's oh, let's let's great. use that. Keep, so thank you, Tyson. Going, yeah. Uh, and also um, at Drew Harrington, um, he uh, wrote in to say we had a small bottle of pink grapefruit juice and a Mickey of Southern Comfort. Uh, we sat in an elementary school uh, apparatus playground um, uh, house and took swigs of Soco followed by swigs of grapefruit as a chaser. Repeat, yeah. repeat, <laughs> repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> 
So that could have only ended in tears, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, wow. it could have ended in something else yeah. as well. Vomit. <laughs> Vomit corner. Yeah. yeah, where's the corner? Spew. Uh, yeah, well, we just figured keep it in the corner. Yeah. It doesn't get on everything else. <laughs> um, so thanks, guys, for writing in. Yeah, thank you. Keep them coming. Tweet them. Please. Drink about it. That Use could the be hashtag a... high school cocktails. Yeah, that could be a lot I of like fun. I like that a lot. Andrew, yeah. thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, no problem. I Actually, I could use the money. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, How much we, do you guys actually... We, we should have talked about that ahead yeah. of time. Okay, we'll talk about it off. Uh, yeah. You saw the pillowcase full of cocaine that I brought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know you thought that I was coming into the radio station to try and get spins for my, <laughs> yeah. uh, for my R&B artist. <laughs> no, that was just for you. I got to be honest with you. I was excited when I thought it was talcum powder. Oh, so yeah, now yeah. I'm really excited. It's been hot here in L.A. It's nice to keep the balls <laughs> dry and separated. Uh, yeah, uh, but where can people find you online? Uh, oh, um, Twitter. Oh, I'm always bad at this thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a tweeter. I'm yeah. a tweeter as much anybody else. Uh, it's uh, just at Andrew underscore Walsh. Oh, at Andrew underscore Walsh. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's the show? So the show that I that I um, do every day is called uh, TBTL. Okay. With and, Luke uh, Burbank, and you can find that easily on enough. Internet tunes. That's on. That's <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, it's on the information superhighway. So just okay. find an on ramp. I think my it's friends. tbtl.org too. Right? Find an on ramp. TBTL.net. TBTL.net. Okay. Yeah. Great. And uh, I highly recommend that show. Um, I uh, sometimes don't have enough bandwidth for another daily podcast yeah, in my life, but uh, I've gone through some some heavy duty TBTL phases, and it's all it's like a comfortable pair of shoes. Oh wow, oh, that's, that's the nice. Weirdest thing anybody's ever said. Um, <laughs> but I have like yeah, I have some like some some very specific like place memories with that show. Like like when I hear that that song come on, it like. It like takes me to all these oh, different yeah? like oh, phases is... of life where I've been like, oh, like I was like real heavy into TBTL. Uh, honestly, this is sounds dark. That's like one of the nicest things I've ever heard. But it, all joking aside, though, you listened before I was on the show, right? I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating. I kind did, of way. yes, yes, and, yes. And I've listened. It's much since. worse now. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's really grounded <laughs> yeah, into no, it's a fine really, yeah. taste. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can follow Chris at Crispy Chicken and Ben at Benjamin R A H R. You can follow our show at Drink About It or go to Let's Drink About Dot It for all the recipes or even aller of the recipes at <laughs> ldai.tumblr.com. Uh, thank you, um, thank you this week to Scott Anderson for the engineering and the yeah. use of the lovely home. And thank you, Jen. Uh, his uh, fiance uh, for yeah. You guys are getting ready for Canadian Thanksgiving up there, so uh, it seems like it seems like uh, we're we're leaning harder on people even than usual. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> this true. Week. It's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and thanks to Paul Watling for our artwork and Graham Walsh for our music. Yep. Thanks, guys. And uh, thanks to KCRW for letting us use this. Hell yeah. Wow. I'm so jealous. Oh, I'm so great. jealous. They don't know. They don't know. They, they have no idea we're in here. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm going to do the same thing at the CBC. I'm going to use the CBC room one day. I promise. Yeah. We almost did that with uh, yeah. Jeff Bryant. Yeah. It's, it's on the table. So maybe I'll yeah. do that. Anyway. Well, uh, I've had uh, a, a real blast recording an episode of Let's Drink About It with you guys today. Um We'll be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks that go perfectly with them. Uh, yes, we will. And um, don't choke on your rum and coke. 
<laughs> That's Chris's new signature sign-off. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, his dad was listening to the show last week and <laughs> yeah. thought it was funny. <laughs> he, and he said that. <laughs> How, how would your dad have said it, though? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe something like, don't choke on your rum and coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys.